Welcome to the Daily Bite with your host, Pastor Steve Andrews. In today's reading from chapter 15 of Isaiah, we have our next oracle against the nation of Moab. An oracle concerning Moab. Because Ar of Moab is laid waste in a night, Moab is undone. Because Kir of Moab is laid waste in a night, Moab is undone. He has gone up to the temple and to Dabon, to the high places to weep. Over Nebo and over Mediba, Moab wails. On every head is baldness, every beard is shorn. In the streets they wear sackcloth, on the housetops and in the squares. Everyone wails and melts in tears. Heshbon and Elileh cry out. Their voice is heard as far as Jahaz. Therefore the armed men of Moab cry aloud. His soul trembles. My heart cries out for Moab, her fugitives flee to Zoar, to Eglath Shalishiah. For at the ascent of Luhith they go up weeping. On the road to Horonaim they raise a cry of destruction. The waters of Nimrim are a desolation. The grass is withered, the vegetation fails, the greenery is no more. Therefore the abundance they have gained and what they have laid up they carry away over the brook of the willows. For a cry has gone around the land of Moab. Her wailing reaches to Eglame. Her wailing reaches to Be'er Elim. For the waters of Dabon are full of blood. For I will bring upon Dabon even more, a lion for those of Moab who escape, for the remnant of the land. This is the word of the Lord. Interesting stopping point, really, with the text there is it seems to just continue and roll right on into chapter 16, but we'll look at that tomorrow. For now, uh, Moab is an enemy of Israel, another country that fought against the Israelites, God's people. Uh, They would be located, you could find them on the southeast side of the Dead Sea or the Salt Sea. Um, And this is going to give you, this chapter, many, many names of Moabite cities. Uh, And so, again, as an encouragement, read them as best as you can. Um, And if you don't know how to say something, just give it a try or have your child give it a try and and move on. Um, Many of these places we just don't know anything about. uh, And we don't even know where many of these places in this chapter are located. So um, they're historical places. They did exist. uh, But in judgment of God, because of unfaithfulness, and sin, they are no more, which is what happens to sin. So in verse 1, we get a couple of their cities, uh, and it gives an indication of just how far-reaching this is. Uh, Kir is one of the central cities in Moab, while Ar is a border city. So it's a destruction of the whole nation that is happening. It's happening in a night. So quickly uh, will the wrath of God be poured out upon them. Verse 2 gives even more cities, um, and they're all wailing, they're mourning. And that comes up again with with verse 3. The wearing of sackcloth uh, was a cultural way of mourning. You would put on sackcloth, uh, really a a show of humility. And then once you've put on the sackcloth, you would usually even sit in ashes, uh, the sign of of the death of, of creation. So really a a deep sorrow uh, as people grieved. Verse 2 ended with a little bit of shame, uh, baldness and and shorn beards as a shameful thing for people. Uh, Verse 
four, a couple more cities that are northern cities are mentioned, Heshbon and Elile, and Jay has is 16 miles south of those two cities. So as those cities are crying out, they can be heard from a, a great distance away. I mean, imagine if you were told today that you would be able to hear someone as they were yelling 16 miles away from your house. Now with our technology, of course, we can do that. They can pick up a cell phone and give you a call, but not in that day. There was no such ability for widespread communication. And so that's how great the, the morning will be. That's how great the destruction is going to be upon the land. Uh, the last part of verse four, the army of Moab is mourning as well. And they're trembling. They're afraid. They're terrified. There's nothing they can do. It's an enemy they don't, they don't have even a chance of fighting against because they're fighting against the Lord here. And there's nothing that they can do. They cannot stand before God. But verse five turns out a little bit. And this is the main question that we want to bring up across for our children in this chapter. Why is God sad about destroying Moab? Why does that sadden him? And once you've gotten to that question, then what what would God have wanted for them instead of destruction? The people of Moab were created by God. He loves them, loved them just as much as he loves you and loves me. They were sinners just as you and I are sinners. And it would have been God's wish, his hope, his desire to, to have spared them. But they continued on in their rebellion against the Lord. We choose death. And that's what happened with Moab. We know today of just how great God's love for us is, just how far he was willing to go to rescue us from our sin, that he was even willing to die himself as Jesus died on the cross for us. We do read this in the Old Testament, that God desires not the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would turn from their evil way and live. You can look up the verse reference on that. It's a good one to memorize. Um, that's what Jesus came to do, is to, to help bring us to repentance and to offer the forgiveness of sins for all of us who would follow him. So, yes, it made the Lord sad to destroy his creation in judgment. Verse 5's cities that are mentioned are all unknown to us, um, but the, the fugitives, the, the people of Moab that are trying to flee to get away, um, they're, they're mentioned here for the first time. They're mentioned again in verse 7 as they carry away their stuff. Um, you know, we have this conversation sometimes in our families, or you'll hear somebody ask you about it to kind of prove what your priorities are. You know, if your house was burning down and you could only save two things, what would you take? What would you take out of the house with you? What would it be? And so that's the kind of depiction that we have here that they had to take what they could carry and, and try to get away. And even at that, verse nine then was going to share with us that they didn't. A lion for those of Moab who escape for the remnant of the land. 
lions or predators. And a man is not capable of outrunning a lion. The, the destruction of Moab, of these unfaithful, unrepentant people, the judgment of God upon them is complete. It is thorough. It is total. Uh, even though they try to flee, they will not escape. So uh, that's the main points of the chapter. We could add to it in verse 6, as creation has dried up, that creation is suffering along with the people that were supposed to be caring for it. But again, we are in a section filled with God's judgment. Um, it's good to talk about our sin with our children and our, our spouses, our families, our friends, our neighbors, to have these conversations with those who are close to us so that we can see really truly just how bad are we. Because the better we recognize our sin, the more we understand about our fallen nature, the more we appreciate the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. Thank you.